3: The camera on me. No, I don't know. No, no. This is for moral sport. I feel, I feel brave. I feel run, brave run, now. I feel brave now. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Walking Blind podcast. This is episode 44, right? 44. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna do that again because I re- <laughs> legitimately wasn't sure. Should I touch your head again? Like sure, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just keep it up. <laughs> Ruff, <rub his> ear. <laughs>
2: walking blind is hosted by overly emotional dudes who overthink and overanalyze everything nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion they're not professionals and they're about to make that very clear so just kick back and hang with them because you've
3: earned it Uh, what's up, everybody? and Welcome back to the Walking Blind podcast. This is episode 44. I'm Mike. This is also Mike, and today we have a very special guest. It's our buddy Aaron. Oh, uh, not
4: Mike. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not Mike.
3: A- Aaron is uh, he wears several hats, but um, we uh, we we got to meet through his his podcast. Called Growing Up Punk. I don't know what I'm looking. The Growing Up Punk podcast, but uh, we'll get into that. And um, I feel like I'm talking a lot. Mike, say jump in. This is
2: it's it's such an exciting intro. Uh,
3: (laughs) (laughs) We're back, episode forty three. I'm sure I'm sure it's like super monotone, but right now I feel like I was just giving it so much. (laughs) You feel like you just accomplished
2: so much. The the so not only do we have Aaron in in studio, uh, we also hidden in the corner over there a packed house today we got our boy ryan <laughs> in the corner Yo. <laughs> um and then, and then over on my corner which you can't see and you, you can't see we got we got old good old martin, oh, martin james alcedo. <laughs> martin alcedo we got a we got a full house today and this it's uh, low-key i'm i'm impressed that we were able to fit this many bodies yeah. in this little room because it looks and way bigger in pictures and um, we have jesse on keys jesse on the keys <laughs> let's let's yeah let's 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 talk let's i want to um first off start with the fact that that uh aaron comes from a much cooler podcast than ours i
4: thought you were gonna say cooler country
2: and and cooler country uh straight up from the north just weather
4: wise not not the rest (laughs) so
2: so i set the temperature in this room to be very very cold
4: feel right Uh, at home i was hoping that it would it would suit your needs
2: you know when you came in here love it um, so, uh, I like to start off every podcast by asking, you know, some fun questions about how you found punk rock and how you found hardcore music. Uh, and I totally just snaked your intro because I just listened to the intro from, from
4: the Jesse episode uh, of stick uh, to your guns. We're, we're not, uh, the originators of that question. So that's okay.
2: It's a great pass. question though. Dude. So let's, uh, I, I want to start off. So we did say, you know, you have the podcast growing up punk. Um, and then also, you also have a punk rock and music background. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to talk about like what you've done, like you know, talk about the bands that you've played in. You know, if you want to give us like a brief little history, little little take us down memory lane. Yeah,
4: for sure. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. So I found I, I grew up in uh, in a small town. It's like ten thousand people. So discovering music was like pretty foreign, right? Like I would you know only find bands like through like magazines or skate videos or yeah um you know just just these random outlets before the internet and everything right yeah. and so it it was a very slow process right? you kind of find one band and that leads to others and um but yeah so finding like yeah I knew I I loved music so I had lots of like behavior issues as a kid um, I just I needed an outlet I was like super high energy So when I got into drumming, like, so I took drum lessons for a year and when I kind of realized I had something to put my time and energy into, it was like, okay, like, I know I like this, yeah, you know, and so I would just kind of, you know, play to whatever, like rock stuff or whatever, you know, was on the radio or whatever I could hear. But I always knew like, you know, I was like, this is cool, but this isn't exactly like what I'm hoping for, but you don't know until you know you find it right and I was you know 12 years old or whatever whatever that was like 95 96 and um and so we went on a family trip out to Vancouver and we were at a a music store and I saw a cover that caught my eye it was for a band called Slick Shoes okay and uh so I put it in and just immediately it was like like this is what I've been looking for just like super fast you know not necessarily aggressive but you know aggressive compared to like rock what music you were listening or, to yeah. yeah and uh and then mxpx's life in general and then you know that just kind of opened up you know so much for me so yeah again still in the small town you know there was a really small group of us kind of into that kind of music and um yeah there wasn't really like much of a local scene like a few years later some bands would kind of tour through and you know more like in high school um but it was still small like you know 30 40 people kind of thing and Um, yeah that that just kind of escalated as I discovered more and you know then when the internet came out and that opened up things and um, yeah you're just you know you look at a CD liner thing and it's like okay next time in the city I'm going to look for you know these kind of bands and and it was so I mean I I love that time you know just discovering music you know not really knowing what you're looking for until you kind of find it and then that just opens the door to something totally different and So that's kind of how I I found music, Um, and I still like do the same kind of thing when I find a band. And obviously, it's a lot easier to, to you know look stuff up now and have access to everything. But I still have that same like excitement and energy for. You know, on Friday, like, release days, you have a few, like, sites. I, you know, see all the release things and go to Spotify, add it all, and see. And, I mean, there's so much now that, you know, it's easier to discard stuff. But, mm. right. you know, anytime I hear something like, oh, like, this is awesome, like, I still, like, feel that excitement for music. Uh, and yeah. so... The, what uh, uh,
1: what Luxury's album?
4: Uh, that was Rusty. So, yeah, I think that was 96 that that one came out.
1: No comment.
3: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the, um. It's, it, it, are, uh, one of the things that like I I resonate with is, you know, like I I grew up liking alternative rock and all that stuff, and like yeah. my you know Metallica was a band that I I liked aspects of it, but I didn't realize what it was, and I, later on I realized it was the, the speed. I like yeah. the fastness of Metallica, and uh, I think I probably said this before on the podcast, but like my I always remember my 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 buddy who actually became our original drummer. His brother was the one who kind of, like, sat me down. I don't know what I said. I think I I think I was very iffy when he asked, like, what kind of bands I liked. Or I just said, like, I don't know, it's, like, rock. And I think yeah. he was just kind of like, well, like, what do you like about it? Or, like, what are, what are the bands you like? And he was the one who broke it down for me. Oh, okay. And so he actually did say, like, uh, he, he's like, he's like, do you like Metallica? I'm like, yeah. He's like, what do you like about oh, Metallica? And I was like, I don't know, man. Like... <laughs> I don't know. Don't ask me these yeah, hard hitting yeah, questions. Yeah. It just sounds good. You <laughs> yeah. don't really know what it is. But, but then I, I remember just saying like, "Well, I just I like I like when, I like I like when they're fast." Yeah, is what I said. And then he's just like, "Okay," and he's like, "Do you like the Offspring?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Do you like Green Day?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "I think you like punk, dude." And so he's the one turn me on oh, to like cool. to punk rock stuff. And then yeah. same th- like finding that, I think with the way he, when he found Slick Shoes and me discovering those kind of bands, I was like, "Oh, this is it. This is yeah, it. yeah, yeah. This is like."
4: Well, yeah, and I didn't have anybody to do that, so I didn't know to ask for that, right? Mm-hmm. To go to a music store is just like, I you know, just kind of knew that small, small world of, of bands and kind of stuck to that.
3: Dude, I I used to have, I'm sure my parents, if if they if my parents hear this, are going to love this, but like in school, I would have a notebook that was dedicated to like, I'd have CD booklets and I'd write down all the thank yous and see the bands that oh, they yeah. thank and I'd write them down, even people's names just to be yeah. like, you know, and try to like, look for them yeah to see like who they were yeah
4: what they did yeah let's a little funny kind of side note with that so i grew up in like a a pretty conservative christian home and with my behavior issues like my parents thought anything like loud and aggressive is just gonna like set this kid off mm -hmm. like my brother would be listening to you know whatever like weird al yankovic and (laughs) stuff that's like not even really anything right (laughs) but You know, it was the cover where he was mocking Nirvana. You know, it had, like, he was naked on it with, you know, a donut or something. And my dad, you know, caught us listening to it. And Mm. um, so it's it's just funny that, like, what my parents thought would, like, make it worse is kind of, like, what saved me. Mm. You know, when I found that, I was like, okay, like, now... I don't need to be you know aggressive or whatever and like maybe some outlet. of that was just maturing mm-hmm. and, and getting older but it's just like oh now i can just put in headphones and listen to somebody else screaming yeah. and i don't have to do it or not that i like screamed a lot but you know mm-hmm. just how the energy kind of shifts you know mm-hmm. like say you're feeling angry and you listen to like heavy metal it's not like you're physically thrashing right. but you're kind of mentally thrashing is that the yeah. thing mental thrashing I just, Dude, I men, just mental thrash. That, yeah. mental, I'm mental a mental thrasher.
2: Thrash There's gonna be a, the uh, episode title "Mental yeah. Thrash." Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: I like That's kind of sick. Yeah, yeah.
2: Tag that right there. Jesse's like, I don't know how to do that. Yeah, that's, uh,
3: that should be the name of the, the punk band. That we're gonna... <laughs> are, we, are we gonna talk about that? We can. I mean, it's
2: up to you guys. Whatever we want. <clears throat> so I I obviously am not am not involved in this at all. But um, so when oh. you guys. Started talking, so you guys originally met through the podcast. Yeah, like you guys met
4: podcast talking.
2: No bragging rights. How
3: how did that how did it come about? Because the the way I knew about it was uh, our buddy Joel had just put it. He was like he's like he's our acting manager at the time, and uh, he put I remember he put in the group chat and he was just like, uh, "Would any of you guys want to be in a podcast called Growing Up Punk?" And like I think everyone in the chat was just like Mike, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. like. like Mike, Mike should do it and then I, was, I remember just being like dude yeah totally like and then I checked you guys out and I was like oh this is fucking sick your interview with Adam is what like <laughs> oh me. from homegrown yeah yeah because I I I feel that homegrown was always I don't know if I don't know if it was like this with your group of friends but I always feel like there was like always bands that were together and so it was like are you uh Bad Religion fan or are you a Pennywise fan?
4: Um, are you a No Effect fan? Town, it was yeah. Just just <laughs> anything what? punk. just yeah.
3: Like yeah, we I don't know, it's just like we had and so um I remember at the time it was just like it, are you a Blink fan or are you a homegrown fan? And I was homegrown all the way. Like mm. I love home I thought homegrown was I thought they wrote better songs, I thought they were better musicians. Yeah. I thought they were better vocalists. Yeah. And so anyway, so that being said, I was I always felt they were like so like they never became what i thought they were going to cuz i i i put them on in those early years on that like echelon of like newfound glory like playing yeah. all, all those bands i thought they should have been up there and then they just they weren't and then hearing your talk with them and how he kind of like hearing their story like that anyway that's that's what got me excited about well it's cool about your guys podcast you know
2: what's uh what's funny is i remember mike going on to do the podcast and he's like yeah i'm doing this podcast or whatever and then um he came back and i'll i'll call him out on, on this he came back and he's like dude I was like we just connected about punk rock <laughs> and like it was just like it was a completely different level of conversation like it was so cool man like we had the same interests found the same bands stuff like that and then i was like cool man like dude i'm glad you had a good time and then all of a sudden, he's like. So there's a new band that we're gonna be (laughs) we're gonna be writing some jams for, and I was like, wait, what? (laughs) What what just happened? And he was so he was so excited, and getting Mike excited about things. Normally he's pretty, pretty calm and level headed. So you know, yeah, like the first time
4: he came on, it was we were talking about Pure Noise. So we were talking about like some of his favorite Pure Noise releases and some of mine. And yeah, I think we talked about no bragging rights on there. And then after it's like, hey, like let's let's do one just about no bragging rights. So yeah, we actually got to. So yeah, it was cool to start the connection by just, you know, talking about mutual bands that we loved, and and then getting to talk about yeah a band that I loved, which was yours, and yeah, so it was cool to, to yeah, connect on those kind of two different music levels.
3: So did uh did our did our buddy, reach out to you? Or how did
4: that work? Like for you to come on? Yeah. Well we were doing like so the podcast is me, my co host David, and when we're doing this series on labels, we kinda each picked labels that like we were both into and Mm -hmm. so one of mine was Pure Noise. And so it was kind of just going through the list of bands and just being like, Okay, like who's on the label, who would I want kind of want to talk to, or like what bands that I like and Mm And so I can't quite remember, like, if I reached out to multiple ones because, I mean, that's a lot of what it is, is, like, you know, yeah. just throwing stuff out there. Sometimes Throw the line just, out. Yeah, I don't get yeah. anything. And, and uh, so, yeah, when you responded, I was like, oh, awesome. like, yeah, I'm stoked about, you know, finding a band about Pure Noise plus a band that I like and because that's always, you know, part of when you're trying to, like, come up with the content. Like, we try to focus, obviously, on stuff we really like, but yeah. sometimes it's like, okay, like, well, you kind of take what you can get sometimes right and I, that's not an insult i'm not saying like we've had guests on that i didn't like like or whatever right mm-hmm. but sounds like it's okay they're willing to do it like sure it'll be a cool episode and that's good so anyways cool.
2: um so like i kind of want to go back to your your um like kind of punk rock history yeah so coming from this small town um you know like you've got <clears throat> like you said a scene that started to develop later on um how now how long how long into it before you started playing in bands that were doing things like cause because you played um I guess one of the bigger ones that most people know was means, right? Yeah. So yeah. um and like what what was the what was the drive that kind of got you guys out of the small town? Was everybody from that sound or was this later on?
4: Yeah, so let's yeah, there's kind of a lot to that. So I only played in one other band before Means, and it was just like a kind of a nothing, mm-hmm. you know, just just playing, kind of realizing, oh, some of their friends are interested, like, let's try playing. But mm. no real, like, great songwriting, you know, by any means, which maybe nobody is in high school. But yeah. Yeah. so, yeah, so I was kind of playing with, with these other two guys, and we played uh, a show at the skate park in town. And the town I grew up in, there was like a private Christian school. And so there was a band from there playing, And so it was kind of this like you know not talk of the town but like oh like there's you know like this this band from the christian school playing Mm -hmm. and they were called means to an end Mm -hmm. and so they played and i was like oh like that's you know it was just like kind of pop punk like Mm -hmm. nothing crazy but again like it's like oh there's like a pop punk band in this town and like i didn't know anybody that like went to the school it was kind of its own thing even though it was a small town Mm -hmm. And, uh, so one day I get a phone call from this guy and he's like, Hey, like, I, I, hear you play drums. Um, you know, we have a guy playing drums, but he doesn't really know how to play. Like, would you want to come jam? Like, you know, just, they, I don't know if they had heard from someone about me or whatever, or like we we're at the show, but, um, Long story short, I was like, oh, yeah, like, I'd love to, you know, go jam. So I put my double kicks in my backpack and, you know, biked across (laughs) town and just, like, went and met these guys I'd never met before. And we just went into their dorm room and just, like, started playing. And we just kind of connected, like, on their side. They're like, oh, man, like, this guy can, like, actually play punk music. Mm -hmm. And I was also like, oh, man, like these guys can actually play, you know, punk. And, mm, you know, yeah. they had posted, their room was just like covered in like show posters. And Sick. like, I was like, where, like, where are you seeing all these shows? <laughs> and uh, so some of the people, like there was a connection to the school from the city that I now live, which is called Regina. Mm. And so lots of like people would send their kids to the school in the town I came from, Dauphin. And so there was this, you know, they drive back to Regina for shows. And there was like, Regina's not a huge city, but it had like a thriving, you know, punk scene back then. So they'd get like every big tour would come through there. And I was like, man, like that's not that far away. Like I had no idea all these shows were going on there. Mm-hmm. So then I would start like taking along to go to shows. And, you know, things just kind of kept going. You were finishing high school mm-hmm. and, and jamming and, you know, starting to set up some local shows. And so kind of around then there was like a few local bands and there was this place, it was an old fire hall. It was just like this, like small kind of cement room, like no stage or anything, mm-hmm. but it was super cheap to rent. And they were just like, yeah, like small town, nothing else to do. Like, you Let's know, get set rowdy. up some shows. And yeah. <laughs> and so that kind of kept going. And then bands like other Canadian bands started hearing about it and would like, kind of book shows there and um so yeah then it kind of made this little music scene there and I don't know I can't remember what the original question was anymore but so yeah things (laughs) just kind of you know organically went and Uh, it was this really cool little community like mm -hmm. you know I'm really grateful for it because it was um like really genuine like it was like you know small town nothing Mm -hmm. else to do like let's just enjoy music and be together there was no You know like scene bs or like fights like nothing like you know no drugs or alcohol it was just small town kids you know in a a mosh pit you know kind of a pathetic mosh pit but right just like being (laughs) like still cool though yeah yeah Yeah, man. there's this loud music and let's just do something different than whatever else everyone else is doing in this small town
2: that's cool and is there still a scene like in that town to this day or is it okay
4: yeah it kind of like fizzled out you know, once that kind of group graduated and like moved away or Mm -hmm. yeah, I've, I've never heard of anything really else happening there.
2: So the, now the dudes that you were jamming with at that point in time, did all of them end up in means or was it just a couple of them that stayed along for the ride or was this like a,
4: yeah. Um, yeah, right. You mentioned about the, yeah. So the two, so one of the guys was from that town And another one, you know, had gotten sent there from another small town in Saskatchewan, Mm -hmm. which is the province that we're from. Mm -hmm. So we were kind of, you know, came from all these different backgrounds, all like small town. And, you know, so it's kind of a funny, like melting pot of influence, you know, because it's just maybe just a small town thing. But you don't have Mm -hmm. any of these like, man, like we want to sound like this big, you know, hardcore band. It was like, we just want to make something that sounds cool to us or, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, that sounds like, you know, whatever punk bands are influencing us kind of thing. Um, so yeah, out of the original three of us, um, then me. So it was me, Matt and a guy named Blair. Blair stayed with us until we started touring and then realized it was not for him. Mm. And uh, so then it was me and Matt. And then we had our friend Dylan join. He was screaming in a, a different hardcore band that we had played with in another town. We were like, man, that guy's got, like, really sweet vocals and stage presence, and and so we knew he kind of played bass or guitar, and so we asked him to come and, like, hey, like, would you... And, you know, we were incorporating kind of more screaming and stuff mm-hmm. then, too, and yeah. so that's when we... Because we started really, like, pop punk, you know, kind of fast punk, and then kind of started getting a bit more influence from, you know, post-hardcore and melodic hardcore and some metal, like, Misery Signals and stuff like yeah, that. and sick. yeah. Um, so that's kind of when things... We're like okay like let's kind of keep pursuing this so in there too like we had moved like graduated high school we had moved to Regina, and kind of was like okay like you know we've got a good like a big local music scene we've gone there a number of times and we're kind of like accepted you know as like a local band kind mm-hmm. of thing and and uh, just kind of started getting on shows and just writing like all the time like we would kind of always have a new set because we were writing so much and and uh, yeah, so then we had, it was me, Matt Dillon, and then Dillon didn't want to play, so he was playing bass and screaming, which is kind of a little goofy for like a three piece hardcore band, you know? Yeah. And he, we were kind of like, okay, if we really want to like, you know, have a presence, we need to have a front man and uh, let's get somebody on bass. And then, so we got a bass player for who we had also seen in a different band from a different city. So it was, yeah, four guys from four different places you know, kind of coming together and then making yeah. our dreams happen, kind of thing. So yeah.
2: it's it's sick just like the, just hearing you tell it because you kind of see like the, the, that small town of like, this is the start of a scene, you know, mm. like this is like we have nothing and we're, you know, just kind of, you know, figuring things out as we go. And like those, a lot of times those tiny little shows that like, you know, like you said, like the Fire Hall, yeah. like those are the most fun shows oh, because yeah. there's no bullshit yeah. involved, like, right? Like it's just, yeah. Like fuck it, we're playing right here on the floor. We might have a shitty PA, but everybody's gonna get rowdy because because there's 30 of us that are into this, you know. So, like everybody's gonna go hard because that's just what we do. Yeah.
4: And a big part of it was, I mean, there was tons of towns like ours around. So then Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, let's go play this town this, and and that's what really I feel like really helped our band get off the ground was like, you know, we can go play in these five ten places. Maybe there's 30 40 kids. Yeah. but they're gonna like buy our CDs they're gonna buy our merch like they'll come out every time because there's nothing else That's yeah. and there's no other bands like <laughs> you know awesome. kind of doing yeah. it and and so yeah it, it was cool we kind of had our own little kind of circuit of things before it kind of really branching out but
3: well, one of the cool it's it's funny that one one of the coolest like little scenes or market or whatever you want to call it is actually uh in Canada it's uh Lethbridge. yeah and uh I think like martin can Test of this, I mean, their scene is probably 30 kids, like that's probably the entire scene, yeah. Yeah, but all 30 of those kids, mosh, all 30 <laughs> yeah. of those kids
2: like go they're stage shit. diving and like crowd surfing and do whatever like, they can.
3: It, it's like one of those things where it's such a small little scene in town, but like pound for pound, they're like one of those, like some of the best shows. Yeah. Like, yeah. we were excited when we go there, mm. and people like Leftford, yeah, like, that's like, like, dude,
4: those, yeah, man, like there's hunger for it because they're mm-hmm. not. You know, they're not getting every tour that they want to come through kind of things.
2: Yeah. It's it's like the gift and the curse of Southern California is that like we get so many big tour packages that come through. We get so many like huge bands or or even like artists, anything like that that come through that like you can get choosy about what you go to yeah. and, and yeah. want to do. You know, it's not like, oh dude, this band's coming through and they're the only band coming through for the next month, so right. we're just gonna go. Um <clears throat> but that's yeah. I I, I like I like that just whole like mentality and like idea of just yeah we're all just gonna go out and just all hang out with our friends and yeah. all just you know do some cool shit like that.
4: Yeah, and it was I mean it was hard work like too you know because we didn't have that like, we kind of had to go make it happen. It wasn't you know there wasn't tons of opportunities. Yeah. And like man, if we want to do this, like let's just go play everywhere and anywhere we can and play with whoever and and just yeah kind of. Keep pursuing things well
3: so that being said like so how does a how does a band like your is get on the radar for Face Down? like
4: yeah i mean just lots of so just keep building off what we did so you know and then we start doing you know like you know an east leg of like eastern canada tour or western start kind of getting a bit more momentum and um yeah so like we we had a manager so this guy kind of approached us at a show and uh like it was kind of weird for us like because we didn't even really know what what that was and he was Mm -hmm. just like you know like i get you guys on like some college radio stations or you know i guess he saw potential Mm -hmm. in us and we were just like oh that's cool someone wants to help us somebody
2: likes us yeah
4: Yeah. you know let's do it and, and he ended up being like it kind of got weird Maybe as it does with lots of no, first managers. Uh, or, first managers,
3: it always gets weird somewhere. You know.
4: And anyways, he <laughs> was a, a funny guy, but, um, but yeah, he like he helped kind of just push us to be like, like what do you guys want to do? Like, let's, right? Because you, mm-hmm. when you don't really know what's out there, you just do what you know. Right. So it's right. like, oh, let's go to this town this time. He's like, well, like, what about like touring the states? And we're just like, oh man, like, like how would we do that kind of mm-hmm. thing? And or, you know, like, do you want to get music out there and um so he definitely helped just kind of help us dream and um so as we were playing more and i um, looking to like start recording i think just labels came up and, and he was just like like what like what would be your dream labels kind of thing and so mm-hmm. face down was one of them and um, so we had our first ep out so we went and got like our first like professional sounding ep and mm-hmm. uh, it was just four songs but they were like a huge step above what we had before and mm-hmm. Um, so that was helping us just get more opportunities and and so i think he just kind of started sending stuff out he shot some like pretty like low-fi music videos and yeah um yeah it's it's kind of a crazy thing like because i don't even know kind of what facetown was going off of besides that they had signed comeback kid from canada Mm -hmm. so it was kind of like okay we're kind of in that area you know like comeback kid was the only canadian band before us that's been on there Mm -hmm. um and so, yeah, I think it was just Jason kind of liking what he heard. It was a bit different sound, and, you know, it wasn't, you know, tough guy, hardcore, or kind of a lot of the similar sounding stuff that Facedown had had. Mm-hmm. You know, it was more melodic, um, and so I think he just liked it and was willing. And at that time, Facedown had, like, a sub-label, Strike First, mm. and okay. we, really, we didn't want to do that, like, because they had some okay bands, but... He was like, you know what, like, we're serious about this. Like, we will tour. We'll do the work that it takes. Like, put us on face-down guests in front of people. And I think he was just like, okay, like, yeah, let's do it and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I can still remember getting the news. We were on a ferry crossing to uh, an island in Canada when we got the news just being like, yeah, like, contracts coming. And, so yeah, it was just a really cool, like, you know, just coming from these small towns, small town dreams, <clears throat> And it's just like, wow, okay, like we're doing something we never thought we could and let's yeah. see where this goes and
3: and and, uh, and, and so in the in the, like the I guess the pre Facedown era and you guys are doing your own little your own little runs around Canada. Were there were you guys taking bands out with you or is it kinda of you just going and playing with the locals?
4: Yeah, at the start it was us just yeah, trying to like find promoters in cities. Or bands that we had some kind of connection with It was like, hey, if we come to your area, like, can you set up five or six shows, mm-hmm. kind of thing? And um, because Canada is like, it's a really big country and it's really spread out. Mm-hmm. So to do an eastern tour, like you, you know, to drive from where I am to say like Toronto, like that area is like twenty-five hours. Wow. You know, so there mm-hmm. is some stuff in between there, and once you get out there, there's a bunch, but mm-hmm. you know, like to just hit major centers in Canada like it's like six hour drives eight hour drives in between so you really kind of had to make sure like you know you have some shows on that end when you get there and Mm -hmm. and I guess just back then it was such a kind of a thriving thing like from what I remember it wasn't like super hard to kind of do like Mm -hmm. I mean it took effort and showing up and lots of the shows were terrible but it's just you kind of go and hope for the best and it's like, okay, like, next time we come through, we're definitely not playing here and not doing uh, this yeah. promoter. But this <laughs> band was really cool, and they said they'll set up shows next time. And so why you just kind of, like, write it down in a booklet, you know, like, yeah. okay, email this or call this person, mm-hmm. and and then the next time do something different. And then it just kind of, you know, then it's like, oh, like, this bigger band, like, you know, has heard of us now, and they want us to come out. And so it just kind of, yeah, grows from there. And, and because it is smaller, like, it's easier – I would say in Canada to kind of get exposure because there's less, you know, less uh, just touring bands right. or, um, yeah, whatever it is. So it's, it probably happened faster there than, you know, a band in the States kind of thing.
3: I feel yeah. like, and it's kind of cool that I, I feel like uh, Canada's pretty good too about like having a lot of pride in their bands. Like, yeah. Like, it's one of those things where I feel like in the States it's very easy. Like, you know, obviously, you know, the, we have, you know, the big bands that Blow up and They have their fans But it, it's also You get a lot of like The shit talking Where yeah. it's like Yeah you know They're they're doing well But there's like Almost like that lo- over, Like that layer of like uh, They're sellouts Or whatever it is Yeah But I find that like Anytime I talk to like Anyone about Alexis on Fire That's Canadian Yeah For them they like It's like real deal Like they ride with them Like yeah. it doesn't matter how Whether they're on TV Or the radio Like they Everyone that I've met Is like Yeah Alexis on Fire Is like <laughs> Yeah back them. Like I don't
4: know. yeah yeah it was a good experience in canada and i mean i remember coming down to the states like it was just such a such a different thing it's just like oh man like we're nothing down here we don't know anyone you can smoke in venues and that's weird and <laughs> so yeah, oh, it's different i mean the, back then you could anyways
3: was it nice i see what you're doing martin i feel it <laughs> martin's over here on my shoes i i have my to, new shoes i have to
2: give martin credit because like He's sitting on the floor, uh, <laughs> but he's he's been so quiet. Like it took him like five minutes to pull his cell phone out. I <laughs> was I'm just uh, sitting here watching him. Like yeah, I respect it, but <laughs> <laughs> you hear
3: something just you hear the zipper slowly open. <laughs> I, I was gonna say I, I, it must have been so nice because like those big gaps in in, in Canada. to, it must have been nice to like be able to cut through the states. And, i'm sure once you guys got going yeah
4: like... like it was definitely intimidating but you know in a lot of bands in canada what they'll do is you know it's like they'll just focus on canada they'll try to get really big in canada but by that point it's almost like too late you know then they're like well i don't want to like start at the you know at the bottom going yeah. touring the states mm. so it was weird to be bands in canada that you know would be doing really well have lots of good shows but they wouldn't tour the states at all And so for us, we really did do a lot of the States. Maybe we weren't the biggest band in Canada, Mm -hmm. but it was like, we were like, well, let's rather have, you know, be kind of average in a bigger space than bigger in one, one one kind of thing. And so, yeah, I mean, it was grueling and a lot of bad shows and a lot of tours that like weren't a great fit, but you just kind of take what you can get. and Just play
2: with who you can.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Great experience. Uh, The, 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 the reason
3: we At least yeah, I'm sure Our band heard about you guys Was from Ryan uh, From For Today Oh yeah Like he He was the one who was like Dude you guys gotta like Gotta hear that like they sing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're melodic too Yeah like, I, th- I think we kind of talked about it Maybe on the podcast Or before the podcast About how like It's crazy that we didn't get to do anything
2: Yeah I know that like would have been sweet You guys You guys really would have been a good fit Yeah we Yeah
4: Well oh, Especially if now yeah. Like it's you know thinking about like this video we watched from counterparts just seeing like melodic hardcore was not very popular when when we were doing it you know we (laughs) we did an american tour with a mirror yeah, like and it was you know that was what was popular like super heavy like breakdowns we come out there playing like you know kind of melodic catchy stuff everyone's just standing there like their arms folded watching (laughs) and And, uh, but it was just like, well, this is the opportunity we got. And I mean, they ended up getting huge. And so, I mean, yeah, it was good experiences and you only know what you know. So, yeah.
2: Now, um, I I may be completely off on this, but doesn't Canada, Canada has money like for the arts and for music and stuff like that. Right. Like, don't they do some sort of like, like salary type thing for artists, musicians? or yeah. am i
4: there is like there's a it's called factor and i don't know all the things about it a big thing they do is they help you record if you do it in canada mm-hmm. um which we did do for the first album um i can't remember all the parameters about it like we, we either maybe we applied and we didn't get it or face down because we had a budget already they were like well you don't yeah, need yeah, the money kind of getting... thing and and then later on, we recorded in the states, and so yeah, we didn't didn't get any of that. So yeah, I don't okay. know exactly what that covers, but there definitely is money out there. Like I know even comeback Kids, some of their CDs on the back will say Factor, because they've recorded in Canada, and um, yeah, I can't remember if you have to like play so many shows in the country mm-hmm. or or whatever it is, mm-hmm. but okay, but yeah, it is it is cool if you can do it right, then you can utilize it.
2: Also, I I don't know if you'll know the answer to this or not, but I think. One of my favorite uh, B-movies ever was filmed in Regina, which was Wolf Cop.
4: Uh, uh, yeah, that was, I never saw it, but it was definitely recorded there. Okay, there yeah, I thought so. There, I uh,
2: the best werewolf transition scene I've ever <laughs> experienced in my life, because it starts with the dude's uh, the dude's dick, basically. Oh. It just turns into a werewolf from, from the crotch out, and it, was, special. it was amazing.
4: Well, there's like, was there was like a car or something in that movie, like a wolf cop car. Yeah. Like for a while there was driving around the city. And, <laughs> but I, I don't know that anybody knew of that or cared.
2: But. Yeah. They're like, what the heck? Yeah. Um, That's funny. <clears throat> fun little shinfo information. <laughs> um, so then going from, so playing in means and then what was the, what was the like kind of driving force behind the podcast? Like, was it just like, Hey, let's get together and talk music. Or was there, um, like, was it like a, like, we're just homies and we do this already or.
4: Yeah. Well, kind of so like the gap between means ending and the podcast, like I didn't really have any like good music outlets, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like I still kind of played on my own, but I mean, the band ended like fairly abruptly in in the big picture of things, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh, okay, like now I'm not doing what now I thought that. I would, yeah, yeah. love doing, and um, or what I did love doing. And, I mean, the podcast was, I mean, a long time after the band ended, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, anyways, yeah, I guess when podcast was a thing, you know, I would, you know, look them up or find, and and I came across this one, or someone had posted about it, and it was called "Music to My Peers," and so the premise was like. This guy would like show an album he loved to someone that maybe didn't know it, and they, you know, try to get them to like it or whatever. And mm-hmm. and so there was like there was a Thrice one and an MXPX one, and I was like, oh, they're like this is cool. I love these albums. Mm-hmm. And then I found out it was in Edmonton, Alberta. And so I just like looked up the guy and you know like sent him some messages, and then we just like started chatting. It was like, oh, like we kind of like all the same music, mm-hmm. and so eventually he was like, oh, like you should come on the podcast sometime, like talk about some albums. And then, so I did and we just kind of started doing it more. And then he kind of had a co-host that was like kind of not into it and, and just wasn't interested. And so David, who's now the Mm -hmm. co-host was just like, Hey, like, do you want to just come on full time doing this podcast and, you know, let's rename it, let's rebrand it or whatever. And yeah, just kind of start from scratch. And I was like, man, like, I've been like looking for an outlet like this. So that's where Growing Up Punk kind of started from. Um, so it was a pre-existing podcast, you know, changed the name. And and uh, so David works in radio, so he's like really good at, Whoa. you know, the talking and the editing and kind mm-hmm. of putting everything right. together really well. And I love like, you know, doing interviews and searching stuff out and right. Um, so yeah, it's it's a really good fit. It's really fun we have like pretty different tastes kind of now in music. We have a lot of the same love for the earlier bands. Mm-hmm. Um, but it works really well. Like, you know, Hill and Rue bands that like, I don't really know or care about and then all do the same. But, and so, you know, it's a cool community cause it's more than just, you know, just punk right. bands yeah. or whatever. And, and, uh, yeah, we're just you know, doing it for fun. If we like a band, it's like, Hey, let's talk about them or yeah. interview them or whatever it is. And, that's cool. Yeah, and that was, you know, two, three years ago now. So, yeah, it's been really fun to just keep doing it and have something for fun without the pressure, you know, coming from the music side of things like you guys know. Mm-hmm. You kind of get to a point where it's still fun, but you know, like, okay, like, this is serious. You got to put lots of time and effort and it matters if you just like half ass it, mm-hmm. you yeah. know.
2: And people can tell when you're kind of just phoning it in or you're just yeah. not giving you know everything to it.
4: And so, yeah, I'm not saying we half asked the podcast or whatever, but it's just nice. It's like, you know what? Yeah. If we don't do an episode this week, like, nobody cares. It's not going to affect our lives or anything. and True. But we still love doing it, and so mm-hmm. we're passionate about it and put the effort in. But, you know, you put that own pressure on yourself, but it's just like, dude, nobody cares. Like, no one's going to be breathing down your neck if you don't, like, <laughs> talk to this band or that band or whatever. And yeah. So, yeah, just having that outlet to, to talk about music. That's cool,
3: <clears throat> so i i had just since we're on the podcast and i was gonna have a couple podcast questions um like what what's been what's been a band that you it was like you kind of you guys strike me as like like you said you kind of put feelers out and then you don't strike me as someone who would be like that persistent like we gotta get this band on or we gotta get this person on but has there been like is there someone that you guys like it is almost like a like the effort to like make it happen and then when need this and then when it it happened you're like
4: dude sick yeah ah that's a good question like honestly i was when we started the interviews like when we first started the podcast like interviews wasn't even on our minds it was just Mm -hmm. let's just talk about albums we love and then it just was kind of like oh like i should reach out to this this band guy and even just like ask information about this album we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. And then that band person's like, "Well, do you want me just to come on?" And I was like, "Oh, yeah, I guess." so. Like, <laughs> I never Thought about that, right? Yeah, that'd be sick. And that's honestly what started the whole thing. It was mm-hmm. a, it was a, a tooth and nail band called Dogwood, that's and insane. that's honestly like how I connected with Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, was just like after that, I was like, well, "What are some other like tooth and nail bands that I love that I could ask?" So I was like off the record, and um, you know every other one that I can think of on there that's, you know, that we've had on. So I like it's I've been asked that before, like like what's your favorite guest? And it's like mm-hmm. honestly the ones that like nobody's really thinking about because like those bands and records were so influential for me, you know, like right. finding a band like off the record. Um, whenever there was two thousand, it's just like, man, like this is so awesome. And, you know, twenty years later or something being like like, can I still hunt one of these guys down, you know, and and talk about it and
1: So, let me let me jump in here. Yeah. When, yeah. when he hit he up speaks you for for uh, your interview, he didn't hit, hit you up directly. He like went through your management. Mm-hmm. So, like I'm not I don't have a big presence on social media, but uh, I get a message on Instagram and it's like, "Were you and off the record?" And I was like, "Dude, I owe you money or something." Like it was <laughs> it seemed like kind of I sinister about that. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah. Just following up. And I know it's kind of <laughs> like you know standoffish about it but i'm like uh i mean yeah at one point you know and then he kind of was like well i'm you know doing a i run a podcast would you be interested i'm like yeah but why yeah why are you interested (laughs) why me but um yeah no it was it was cool cool experience
3: and i think it's what's rad is like at least for me like it's like i said the whole like homegrown like for me like yeah they're they're a band that I don't think gets as much recognition as they should have. And then when I saw you interviewed Ryan from off the record, I was just like, dude, this is sick. Like I, no offense, but I was like, who would have thought to interview. Right. Off, you yeah. Know? Right. Like, exactly. You well, that's
4: what I was doing. I was like, who else, like, you know, who would nobody else, not nobody else think to ask, but mm-hmm. it's been a long time since those albums came out. Right. And mm-hmm. so, you know, lots of music podcasts. It's like, okay, what's the next new album coming out? Let's get that band on kind of mm-hmm. thing. And, and we do a lot of that too, and I'm always stoked when we get, you know, have like, you know, like today we released an episode with Stick to Your Guns. You know, they've been around a long time, love mm-hmm. that band. Um, so I love doing those things too, but I also love, you know, who are the ones others aren't going to think of. Yeah. And also just ones that were influential to me, because mm-hmm. I was from a small town. Like when I got that Off the Record album or other albums on Toothedale, like I just assumed those were huge bands. Same. Right? Just because you yeah. see it in a magazine or... You could buy it in a store you know up in canada so i was like well they must be a huge band they're on tooth and nail yeah you know and so to me it was still like it wasn't like oh this is just some little band no one's ever heard of right you
2: know it's it's funny that you that you say that because like you know you always look through like magazines or you look through like even even looking at records like on the shelf yeah like that and you're like oh these these dudes must be like Right. Doing something like crazy big, yeah. like they must be doing something really cool, and then I remember all of that, like went crumbling for me the first time like Creative Void was ever featured on anything. I was like, oh, you don't got to do shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you don't yeah. have to do anything to really like you know be on something. But it's still I like the idea of like oh, remember this record? Let's fucking bring these dudes back. Yeah, like, let's let's talk about this because like I and I was telling before you got here um I was telling them that you had showed me like that fucking metal intro from off the record and I was like dude this is this is sick like and (laughs) and I have this like uh, as time has gone on I've talked to Mike about this like when I got into I guess like like heavier music or like punk rock or anything like that like I I wasn't surrounded by people that listened to it Mm. right like so for me like Growing up in Atlanta, it was, like, you either listen to, like, rap or hip-hop and stuff like that, R&B. Um, and then the, the kids that were into, um, like, alternative rock stuff, you'd listen to, like, either more metal yeah. or, like, like like that southern rock types, yeah, yeah. type of, like, heavy stuff, you know? Um, <clears throat> and so, like, the little bit of, like, punk rock that I heard was only, like shit that you would hear on the radio that was considered punk yeah. or like the like the like the ramones or you know the clash like that type of punk rock so yeah. to me i was always like okay whatever and then coming back out to california and then being surrounded by that type of music i'm like oh i i, I like this yeah, like you know cool. you know just hearing that stuff but um <clears throat> yeah it's it's definitely cool to to that you guys are not only doing like the new stuff but like oh yeah remember this like this was sick let's talk about this let's bring it yeah this back up. I, li- I really like that yeah
4: and that's still i mean like i'll still have a list of you know like okay what are some like i'm still searching it out like oh yeah this band like mm-hmm. recently didn't want to set your goals so there's another one i was like man i don't feel like i've seen them kind of on podcasts and stuff like you should reach out to them like i love that band and so yeah, yeah. i got to talk with him and it's like yeah just feeling that connection like a part of it feels like I'm like cheating the system it's like oh, I've got a podcast so I've got an in now to like yeah <laughs> be friends with these cool band guys and it's lots of time has gone by and they're like everyone's pretty chill right it's mm-hmm. not like back in the day where you had to go through like a publicist or you yeah, just felt like yeah. you were yeah. some like little guy talking to like you know to the big guy now mm-hmm. it feels like kind of level right it's it's like yeah they're like oh yeah I'd love to talk about what I was passionate about you know five ten years ago mm-hmm. and yeah. someone's willing to you know do that let's do it and
3: yeah, like, It's just it's just one of those things where you don't Especially if you still continue to listen to some of these bands You forget that like Oh yeah, they haven't played in like 10 years Yeah They probably aren't even doing anything in music uh, I thought it was interesting Your interview with uh, Was it Clark from Rufio? Yeah Like just hearing how like Like he, I mean It sounds like he's not really doing a whole lot of music Just yeah. like small things But it's just it's uh, It's weird to be in a stage where a lot of the bands we grew up listening to like unless they're like the big and still doing it like a lot of them it's like man they probably went on to leave normal lives yeah you know which yeah
4: is, they're stoked to talk about it and yeah, yeah it's cool
3: rad.
2: do you think that um, so because you guys listen to a lot of like you know newer records also um, you know a lot of the new stuff coming out how do you feel about this like this like emo and pop punk resurgence that we're seeing lately that everybody likes to attribute to like machine gun kelly and shit like that like how do you like and i know that that's so controversial and i even hate saying it but like i'm curious i'm curious (laughs) about other people's opinions on
4: this yeah (laughs) i i'm not into it but it's kind of one of those like you know Maybe it will help people look up the like the real pop punk bands, yeah, no offense, but right. just, you know, yeah. those that I've kind of been doing it for a long time <laughs> yeah. um but yeah it's it's not the type of pop punk that I love it just right. doesn't have the feel and emotion and um I don't even really see it as pop punk. I just kind of see it as just like yeah. pop and mm-hmm. you know like just trying to be edgy, but right. again, anybody can do what they want if they feel inspired to do that then. Go ahead, be creative and do it. I won't listen to it, but that's yeah, you know, you know. That's but great. yeah, it's cool seeing guys like Travis Barker, you know, having his hand in so many things, and you know, it, it's almost too much. Um, yeah, yeah But at the much. same time, it's like you know what he's using his giftings and passions to bring up others, and yeah. if nobody does it, then maybe it will just die out. So yeah, maybe in the long run it will help. But yeah, I don't know. And maybe it's just an old person thing, like yeah, I was better the. You know, even though it was better, you know that stuff. Like there, there's still really good pop punk new stuff coming, right. just not that like, I don't know, kind of celebrity punk yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's. Well, dude, you, I think,
3: i i had a I had a little bit of a of a tough time with even the newer wave of what's considered pop punk because, like, for me, I was kind of like, like even like a band like, um, like the story so far. Yeah. For me at fir- at least the first song, i was like i was like there's elements of punk in this but i feel like it's more indie if like gets more yeah, yeah. it's yeah. More, like, pop. He's more, he's more pop it's more it's more like emotional not realizing that's where kind of music was going you yeah. know that the new this newer stuff is a little more i think self-aware yeah about themselves whereas you know a lot of the older pop punk bands is like about you know partying and like you know writing uh, you, yeah. about random shit. you know it's just yeah. like I'd, I it took me a minute to like really step back and be like this is the new pop punk. This yeah. is you know.
4: And again you have to have those new generations coming up whether you like it or not. Right. Like, yeah, like that that era of stuff isn't my favorite either but mm-hmm. I mean same that it's cool like that opens up doors and mm-hmm. keeps, you know, the punk aesthetic or whatever kind of going and so yeah, that's just kind of how music is like I yeah. can't I yeah, I don't have any strong opinions on like <laughs> this should or shouldn't happen. It's like, yeah, there's there's other stuff there if you want it. So, you know, leave I, that for someone else. And- I, I,
2: I like I feel like I, I toe that line of just being like, no, I'm just becoming an angry old man. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like too, like sure. <laughs> like I get, you know, I get triggered by the, using that word that Jesse is. I get triggered by. The-
5: Ready to pop the question.
2: The kids that are like, oh, like, you know, this is pop punk. There was never pop punk before this. And you're like, what yeah. the fuck are you talking? Yeah. But then at the same time, I'm like, oh, I'm just, I'm, I've become that old guy that I told myself I would never yeah. be. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll never, you know, like not understand yeah. music. Like, I'm always going to, and then I hit a point where I'm just like, oh, this is garbage. Like, this is, yeah. <laughs> this is really bad. Dude, you know?
1: but wasn't there like a, there was like an online campaign that was like, Machine Gun Kelly saves like pop punk. Like I remember seeing that and I was like, mind you, he is a great guitar player, but (laughs) I just, yeah. Like I I wouldn't, I wouldn't care one way or another, but I'm like, was it really a need of saving? Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, I I, I think that there's like, it's, it's good for a band like The Story So Far or, you know, like State Champs. State Champs, I feel like That are like, you know they were already good to begin mm-hmm. with for you know what they were doing and then you have like now i guess it's being put into the mainstream right so then you like look up pop punk yeah on google and then you're gonna see these bands yeah. start to show up on that list um it's not like it's not the most ideal way like to get promotion and marketing yeah. and shit like that but at the same time i guess it benefits them but i just hate how it's done, I yeah. guess, you know, <laughs> like to me it doesn't feel it doesn't feel genuine, yeah, it, yeah, you know,
4: um, yeah, I don't feel like any of the albums from those artists, like The Machine on Kelly's, whatever, like in ten years, I don't expect anybody to be like, man, like that was so influential, and like, I can't you know yeah. always go back to it. like it's just gonna kind of gonna be out there. I saw a playlist on Spotify. It was just like a pop punk one. You know, it has some, like, artists It said Machine Gun Kelly, Avril Lavigne, MXPX. And I was like, how did they- MXPX the- <laughs> get put at the bottom yeah. and those other two? And so I just kind of was like, wow. I think I screenshotted it and posted on the MXPX Facebook group. And it's like, wow, that's kind of embarrassing. You know, I think he even had me had a picture of Demi Lovato as, like, the main so, picture. Okay. I was like, this is weird, but. I mean if MXPX Can be put by those men, Maybe that's good Maybe that gives more exposure To MXPX Yeah, yeah. Gives, you
3: know. gives someone an opportunity Yeah to hear some Right now Right now
2: punk. I was, uh, searching up To see like What's like the number one Pop pop band In
4: 2022 It's not even like Michigan Kelly. It's, it's K-pop It's BTS uh, <sighs> but, oh, That's and not And then oh. And then they want to put like Back in the day It was the Beatles Supposedly That's weird And then
2: like a couple of years ago it was just blink 182. Yeah. It's a weird it's a weird list. I guess I guess if you think about it though like pop punk was never I mean for us it was defined but like in you know like your everyday life it was never like you know like we never called you would watch blink 182 on TRL and they never called it pop punk. Right, yeah. They just they were like, oh, here's Southern California rock band, yeah, Blink One Eighty Two, you know, or New Found Glory, you know, things like that. So I guess in a or way, or they would just call them punk. Yeah, uh,
4: we're yeah. also in an era where like anything goes, you know. Back you know, 20 years ago, it was like you have to sound or look like this to be this. Yeah. Whereas now it's do whatever you want, call whatever you want, and you have to accept it. So it's kind of like okay, like some rapper is now pop punker. Okay, he's he's a punk artist now. Yeah, because it's just the way it is. So that that part of it is again maybe just aging and just different things.
0: <clears throat>
3: yeah, I, I was gonna I was gonna say something and then in my own head, I was like no. <laughs> <laughs> I it, I'm gonna say it, but I was gonna say that like I was like you know what maybe I think I appreciate a band like Good Charlotte more now because they were willing to like they looked a certain way. Yeah. And they didn't match how they sounded. But like mm I still <laughs> I still I can't. I still can't really get behind it. Would you
2: would you rather listen to Good Charlotte or would you rather listen to Machine Gun Kelly?
3: I mean, I guess I'd listen to Good Charlotte, but uh <laughs> like I remember they were one of the bands I, I had a hard the hardest time. Still even now I yeah. guess apparently as I'm talking out loud. Um I remember seeing them and just being like what? It, this is not like yeah. they, it felt manufactured. It's not, it felt, yeah, it just felt very fake.
2: Yeah,
4: but, I mean, I, you know, to their credit, like they, you know, they're they were still huge. around. People are still talking about yeah. them, and so yeah, sometimes it, it can't happen when a band just like sticks to their, you know, their sound and their luck And yeah, but again, you could do that in that era a bit more than now. Like now, it's a lot more fleeting, and it's kind of here today, gone tomorrow, and mm. you know, yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, the the last little thing, I guess, I, know, I wanted to kind of put this out there again. I think at some point we may have, I may mention this on on this podcast, but um, when uh when I did, I think it was, I can't remember if it was after the MBR one that I did or if it was the pure noise one that I sent you our EP. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not sure which one it was, but uh. It really, it really was a big deal to me that you you were like one of the first people because at the time we weren't really showing anyone like just because I was
4: kind of surprised you sent it. I was like, oh man! I mean, I always <laughs> love if I get something, you know, yeah, early, but yeah.
3: But uh, the big thing was because like, and I guess we haven't talked about this much about like your your uh, are you are you a social worker or do you work in the field of social work? Or?
4: Um, I'm not a social worker. I work with an organization that works with at-risk youth. Um, so for seven years, I worked in a housing program mm-hmm. with youth, but it wasn't in a social working um, capacity. It was like a, like a youth leader, mentor. Mm-hmm. Like the youth lived in the houses, so you would work in the houses. You know, pick them up from school, mm-hmm. do all the kind of day to day things. Yes. We had caseworkers that would like, you know, help them work through things or come up with uh, like kind of a life plan or goals kinds of things. Mm. Um, So, I mean, a lot of the things I did were, I mean, I guess would be called social work, but not in a degree, you know, I wasn't giving them advice on, you know, things besides like, yeah, like a mentor, right? Like, Mm. you know, maybe here's some things you can try in life to better yourself, but not from like a um, medical standpoint or whatever you would Mm. call it, you know?
2: And how did you get involved in that?
4: Oh man. Yeah. It's uh so the band ended and i had a kid three months after that so it's like i'm a new dad like my life is so different than i thought it would be yeah i was working at a a place called mr sub which is like subway Mm -hmm. um i kind of worked there you know anytime i was home from tour and he was just like hey you know you're here like you want to work and so i was doing that and so i was just like man like you know it, it was just a big it was a hard transition in life like it mm. was fine i wasn't you know um like upset about it or whatever you know i was happy to be at home with my wife and kid and it was just like i am not passionate about just like making sandwiches and like serving people mm. right i always thought it was this is sort of a random thing but like every time i worked there you know like business people are coming in whatever it's like I'm a grown man making this other grown man a sandwich. <laughs> it's like, what? I always just felt like, like, why don't you just make a sandwich at home and bring it to work? Like, why are you coming here? But anyways, maybe my mind is just weird that I guess that's just eating out in general. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'm working there and I'm just like, like I can't do this. Like I was just getting like r- really frustrated. And so I was starting to kind of look for something else, but, wasn't really being drawn in any certain direction. And I had a friend that was working at this organization and uh, he called me one day and was like, Hey, like they're going to be opening a youth home. And I think you'd be a good fit for it. And I was just like, yep, sounds awesome. I just like went and applied, like didn't even really, I was aware of the organization, but like I had never worked with at risk youth Mm -hmm. or like in that capacity, but I was just like, "Yep, let's, let's just do it. You know? And yeah, so I went and applied and kind of somehow got it without any training. But I was willing to do it, and like what and was cool is the band had kind of given me that opportunity. Like, I mean, I wasn't like counseling anybody on tour, but you know, a lot of the youth that come to punk hardcore shows are, you know, they're they're looking for an outlet. They come from broken homes, you know, they're going through things. So it wasn't that different, and you know, I had had enough interactions with that where like I was comfortable with it. It wasn't like a foreign thing to me. Um, and so I just kind of went for it, did the training and started working in the housing programs and, and did that for seven years. And then I transitioned to a different position, um, in our office. Um, yeah, for seven years I did shift work, just serving kids and hanging out and trying to give them some guidance and support and yeah
3: that's very right. cool uh that's
2: good it's I like a, it's a, a thankless a, job let's we'll say that
3: yeah like uh <clears throat> i got it's funny i got to do i can't remember if i was already doing it when i talked to you but uh i was a at a i was a counselor at like a, a home like that yeah but um man, it was tough but uh i th- i feel like a lot of like i feel blessed i've done music for as long as i did because i feel like it it like in a way, it kept me young, and like, yeah, you know, these kids, these kids definitely they're like a different level as far as like, like they're saying stuff. I don't even, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, I should know what that means, yeah. or like, <laughs> I think he just called me something, or you know what I mean, that yeah. whole thing. But, um, I get texts from Mike, he's like, What does no cap mean? <laughs> <laughs> this kid gonna shoot me, What's going on? <laughs> um, but like, I, I, I do, I do feel, I do feel like, you know, my time in music and being able to talk with that kind of yeah you know that environment being in that environment yeah. and the kind of people like kids draws and it was it was very helpful and i feel like it was it uh yeah it suited me for that for that kind of job and um and yeah but like and just to end that little thought like it was like sending i remember sending you the ep and you being stoked on it, like it was it was a yeah. it was a uh, good confidence about. boost for me because yeah. like you know the the lens of what i was trying to write and I mean, you're the first person to like really validate, like, like this makes sense. Like mm-hmm. what you're saying makes sense. Like this is not, and so I don't know, that was like nice for me moving forward to kind of have that, uh, you know, cause it, it had been six years since we'd released anything and written anything. And my first, I never, I never want to come across like preachy or like, or corny. It yeah. could be like, you know, is this too in a certain way? So anyway, all I say is, uh. Like your your positive feedback was very big for me. Yeah,
4: awesome. And releasing yeah, that, so to hear that. Yeah, well, that was, you know, music can be uh like we've said with some of these up and coming artists, like kind of a fickle thing where it's just like, you know, do we really need more songs about you know whatever this or that? And so, I think maybe it's a an aging thing or consuming so much music, it just stands up more. it's like, okay, like there's actually something going on here this guy's got something to say that actually draws you in to make you want to listen to it. And that's part of, you know, maybe just pop punk in general. I mean, well, I shouldn't say that there's Mm -hmm. lots that has stuff to say. Lots. that doesn't. Maybe that's Mm -hmm. just part of the, the fun vibe to it. Not that you guys are a pop punk band, but um, yeah, but it is refreshing this, you know, I I really liked the aspect you were coming from it. It was really cool. You were kind of doing it like as a project for your schooling and, Mm -hmm. and really focusing on this, you know, not one topic, but kind of a, series of topics um mm. so anyways yeah still mm. love it
1: dude it's funny um so me and aaron had been you know talking after i did the podcast right and we had talked about no bragging rights just in conversation or whatever he hits me up he's like dude I'm having mike on it's gonna be sick he's like i heard the new ep you're gonna love it i'm like uh <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he said something else too like trust me when it comes out you're gonna love it so much i'm mm. like come on man like <laughs>
4: I definitely uh, held it over a few people's heads. Yeah, yeah. It was, <laughs> it was like a few other friend, friends. Team. I was like, man, yeah. like, I just heard the, like, hardcore EP of the year, and <laughs> you're going to have to wait six months to hear it however long it was. Yeah, but, it was a long wait. Yeah. I yeah. I know. Damn. Yeah, I've got yeah one buddy that loves you guys, and he just, every time, I'd be like, man, like... I probably shouldn't show you, so I won't. And he's just like, man, <laughs> screw you, like like in a, in a, in a fun way. But mm-hmm. anyway,s yeah, he loves it too. But yeah, so yeah, I guess we didn't really kind of about how kind of yeah. So I had Ryan on and then Mike on, and mm-hmm. kind of I don't know, I don't know if you had asked about us writing music together or not, but anyways,
2: yeah, uh, we we so it was one of those things where I I asked Mike. I go like n- nobody's really talked about this project right like nobody's really like vocalized it or like really talked about like oh this is what's happening I've and been i was talking like...
4: about it up in canada non-stop <laughs>
2: <laughs> so i was like do we talk can i talk about this on the show and mike's like
4: i think so yeah
2: i think so so um now just through basically through podcasting right like through the podcast and yeah. talking getting podcast, to know each other yeah. you guys are starting a basically a new project mm-hmm. right um, and then shout out to Ty, because we got to mention him on every episode, apparently. Yeah. So shout out to Ty. Uh, so when you guys are, you guys started just like, you had this idea like, oh, let's, let's start writing. Let's start.
1: Well, it was like, so when I did the podcast with Aaron, um, it was weird too, because we talked probably for like 45 minutes before we even did the podcast, mm-hmm. right? And we yeah. covered pretty much everything that should have been in the podcast. <laughs> like Finally, the whole he was, show. He was like, uh, maybe I should record this. So a lot of the stuff we said was like recycled. We already had the conversation. <laughs> and like after we did it, um, I remember asking, I was like, do you still play any music? And he's like, yeah, you know, I, I just do some, you know, recording on my own. And I was like, oh, do me too. Like, you want to like do something long distance, you know, collaborate. He's like, yeah. So he sent me some stuff and I'm like, oh, that's cool, man. So I sent him some stuff back and, uh, yeah, then we kind of just started like working on each other's ideas and, uh, it, uh, got to a point where Aaron brought it up, you know, maybe we should try and find someone to like sing on some of this stuff. And I'm like, ah, dude, whatever. You know what I mean? I'm not trying <laughs> <laughs> I'm old, you know, I'm tired. Yeah. I, I don't have the energy for any of that stuff. But, um, uh, I was like, yeah, dude, if you can find someone to do it, you know, have at it. And so when he told me that he was having Mike on, I was like, dude, ask Mike, right? <laughs> and I'm just being, you know, messing with him. Aaron hits me back like 10 minutes later. He's like, dude, I talked to Mike. He's in. I'm like, you actually <laughs> asked him? Like you actually asked I a dude that's in like him. established band if he wants to like <laughs> take part in like, you know, online collaborating. But, yeah. Now had, had you
2: and
3: Mike met at that time? Uh, well, maybe
1: years ago. Years ago. Like
3: <laughs> we we kind of. Like we're we're, I'm pretty positive now that at, at the at a church and the thing so that you could play was uh, sick of change in Redlands in Redlands yeah, yeah. um I went and th- this is gonna be if anyone who knows me how ridiculous this sounds I went up to him and I was asking him about guitar questions <laughs> like <laughs> like <laughs> like amp setup and things like that. Which I'm sure he told me it went over my head. I think the only thing I grabbed from that was like, okay, I need to get like, a, I need to get a pedal. <laughs> <laughs> I need a, a distortion. And I need, you I need crunch this. I need to crunch my shit up. And I need to turn my mid. Was it mids down? Yeah. Yeah. Scoop, scoop the mids. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I mean, other than that, like just me being like a fanboy, and like picking his brain. That was it. And then Aaron was the one who hit me up, and I was like, wait, hold on. So you're writing music with. Ryan, that was an off the record. I was like, yeah, it's gonna be like punk. So we just kind of send each other ideas. But if, yeah, if you want to see on it, man, it'd be sick. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like yes.
2: And then and then, uh, so we talked about this a little bit before we got on the show too. How how nervous were you to send the song guitar parts that you wrote? to ryan
3: oh dude it's embar- I was, it wasn't even, i was scared i was just embarrassed <laughs> i was just embarrassed i was like well because he's like yeah if you have any ideas and you know i had i had written i'd written some some stuff like and and like it really is stuff that's not it's not gonna it doesn't work for Burner state doesn't work right. for mbr at all like <laughs> that's not, <laughs> that's not I, I don't even like think of anything where like myself were like I haven't had a thought of being like, "Oh, I'd be sick if NBR did this." I want to write an NBR song. Yeah, that doesn't even—it's that—that hasn't crossed my mind in years. But with like Burner State, I was like, I had I had written these songs to write because at the time we didn't, Burner State didn't really have a sound. It was all like we were all bringing stuff to the table, right? And um, and so it's pretty, it's pretty kind, it's kind of obvious that like I think how what I want to write in my style is different from Burner State, right? And so which is cool. I like that. I like that mercy it's his own thing this project is his own thing and so yeah sending him my stuff because it's literally me <laughs> on guitar no click i'm already awful with the rhythm. i'm shocked that he would even make sense of like what i was like what i was doing because it's just me recording myself
1: the funny thing is like he teased at it like, we were talking one time. He's like, you know, I have some ideas that i You know what? No, you're, you're not interested. You're not interested. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, what are you talking about? You know, I, I, like... I used to play guitar. Yeah, yeah. I just, and yeah. I was like, dude, send it to me. He's like, well, oh, all right, all right, all right. But then, you know, well, it, it was a while back, and I hadn't warmed up. And... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My fingers are still so cold. Yeah. Uh, but it was cool stuff, man. It was, it was cool structures. That's all you need. Yeah.
2: I, I, I've been listening to some of, like, the little... Little demos and and things that, you know, Mike was showing me in the car, and I was like, "Fuck, man!" I was like, "I'm not even a guitar player, and I want to learn to play this stuff because it just sounds fun. Ugh. Like it just sounds fun to Thanks, play." Man. So, it sounds I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to hear hear what comes next. Yeah.
3: Know? So so going back to the whole like how we haven't like talked about like this is literally the first time this will ever that like, it's, will be out anywhere. Yeah. That. Uh, like, cause for one, like we're still just it's just like writing ideas. We don't have a band name. <laughs> what we named it at the beginning of the show. I don't even remember what we said. Mental thrash. There it is. Yeah. Mental thrash. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sick. Um, and so, you know, so I think in like, we're all like super busy and um, it'll be like, you know, I don't know what the time frame from when the first song was sent to like where we're at now, but it's like, there's these big gaps where it's like, there's nothing. And then, you know, he'll sound like a, you know, like, a song idea that's like oh sick yeah um and then for me I've been like I think thankfully f- Burner State's finally done writing but like that's been the longest process because we've always yeah we, we always have these random songs coming up and but uh burn State finally solidified recording dates so like I think that kind of made it like lit a fire under me to be like let me just finish these freaking songs and so anyway so i have to say just I feel like it's we haven't had like other than like nothing's been like finished like we have finished songs yeah now but you know there's no recording date as far as like oh we recorded this date right right you know again we don't have a band name but yeah so it's just kind of just been it's been fun and um you know it's a it's a band that lives on the internet right now just <laughs> through emails Sick. yeah which is but which which has made it cool for Aaron to come out here. And yesterday we went out, went out to uh, went out to Ryan's and we kind of just I uh, got to record some ideas. And I know they've been jamming through ideas uh, that Aaron has. Aaron, Aaron plays guitar. I, don't, I can't remember if we mentioned that already, but so he he has his songs and uh, him and Ryan have been putting together things. So
4: yeah, it's it's so fun just to be at a kind of like with the podcast like a stage in life where it's like you can kind of just do what you want for fun and Mm -hmm. you know it's just nice to not have the pressure and it's just you know like the song works for this project great or for this for that it's like it's just just fun to have an outlet to be creative whatever the creativity is used for and uh yeah i mean with the internet it makes it a lot easier and yeah it's just cool how something like the podcast you know brings you know us three random people together, right. but not so random, you know, kind of the more we talk and it's like, Oh, okay. Like we knew that, you, you know, each other's bands or, you know, grew up with the same kind of bands. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's been really cool. Just, just three young kids from a small town. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> getting together, <Yeah>. <laughs> playing some music. Playing the fire hall. <clears throat>
2: so, um, bef- so we're going to do some things a little bit backwards, but you had a story that we wanted Ryan to get in on before we, before we close out of this. Oh yeah.
3: Show. Oh, I guess it's kind of, yeah. <laughs> just, uh, last night we wanted to go get some, get some dinner. And as we were in the car, I don't even know, I don't know what I was saying. It's just like a random tour story or something that I had said. And I think it's funny when Ryan tells it, but yeah, I, <laughs> I'm in the, you know, we're, in the, I'm in the back telling a story and then, we just hear uh what is like a, uh,
1: well, he, yo. he, he, <laughs> he asked, he was asking you like tour questions, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're going to in and out dude. And the line was like so long. Mm-hmm. So you
2: have time to kill.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, uh, Aaron was asking Mike questions. They were talking like band stuff. I, I wasn't really paying attention. Honestly, I wasn't. Um, and I had a, uh, dude, it was super hot. So I had like the windows just barely cracked. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had my AC on, I'm trying to like get the hot air out. So they're talking, Aaron asked something about like an earlier tour and Mike's, Mike's I think, I think
4: pers- we're talking about like, you know, is it still hard? Can you still, you know, handle staying up right, late right. and, you know, touring at your age or what? <laughs> yeah, different experiences. Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, so he's, uh, Mike's responding and all of a sudden Aaron's like, ow, <laughs> and I look over and I'm like, what the hell? Like... <laughs> The, like the story saying. was not that exciting, and then, <laughs> like, and and then he does it. You. He does it again, yeah, it like, and man. but I was. What happened is I was rolling up the window. And he freaking had his hand like out, the out the window. But dude, it was cracked like that much. Like, so just... <laughs> yeah, like the window was like pressing my head. I'm like, ah. <laughs> he was in pain and couldn't actually say like my hands in the
3: window. yeah and i thought he was really so feeling my shit. and oh, you're man. just like why isn't, it? isn't this shit yeah. Pulling,
4: <laughs> 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 pulling it, harder. Yeah. Hit it again and at the same time i don't realize i have a access on my own window to roll it down <laughs> i was just like what is that pain oh man
2: oh that's awesome
3: <clears throat> but he made the he made it to the podcast despite yeah, the yeah. hand injury despite my injury
2: that yeah. that makes sense now. The the image of you just with random yeah. bandages <laughs> yeah. wrapped around your
3: <laughs> right? Like, and actually, like, right after it happened, like, we'll make sure, like, hey, are you are you good, man? It's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm like, he's like, I'll never play drums again. I'm like, you're yeah. I'm like, you're still doing the podcast tomorrow. Right? <laughs> they will do that. Um, <clears throat> um, did you have? Did we have any stuff on the?
2: Not really. Okay. A, a bunch of our a bunch of our friends talking nonsense.
3: I, che- I kept checking it. Just nonsense. <laughs> just okay. nonsense. Um, do we want to do the Reddit thing or? Uh, we can. Um, I I just felt like there was like some time tied to it. It's kind of a it's kind of a. Um,
2: Is it an old man thing?
3: No, 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 no. It's a it's 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 someone who's basically sharing that they're. I think I'll, I'll just read it. That's but right. what I I just think that we can all kind of chime in on this because. I feel like Aaron kind of touched on, on it being from a small town and what music did for him. Because mm-hmm. uh, I feel like we can kind of touch on this from a music standpoint, and we're all we're all invited to participate in this. Um, <laughs> I'll
2: swivel the mic around so Martin can get.
3: Yeah. So Mar- so uh, so Mike introduced. Uh, it's called Reddit. <laughs> and. <laughs> Mike Perez, king of the internet.
2: And uh, I honestly
4: it's... don't know a whole lot about Reddit. I don't know that I've ever gone on Reddit, but
2: you know, I you, you know what, you don't need to, you don't, but it's a rabbit hole that
3: it you'll is fall ra- down, dude. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so but anyway, so I, you can type in, you know, there's all kinds of topics with the uh, threads, is that and subreddits, it? subreddits Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, so this one, uh, you know, caught my eye, and, and the reason this one catches my eyes because there's a couple points in here that. I just feel like we could touch on because the person who's writing is 18 years old, okay, and they're talking. They use word words like "I thought," "I thought things would change when I got older," mm. and it's just like at 18. At 18 years old, okay, yeah. to, you know what I mean? Okay, so uh, it says, uh, "I'm 18 and I've just had enough. I'm never anyone's favorite or even close. No one has ever been excited by my presence. I haven't had a close friend in at least five years." I'm tired of the emptiness and loneliness I feel every day, despite how hard I try to make friends. I hate the way I look. I just dislike myself generally and cannot see things getting better. I've always been told it'll get better when you're older, ever since I was younger, but it's gradually gotten worse and I generally have nothing worth living for. I'm really struggling. And so... Anyway, so yeah, again. So from that, you know, I I'm just I'm eighteen years old.
2: I you know what though, uh, like it's kind of a bummer, but I feel like I I probably I probably felt like that at eighteen right. too. Um, because it's one of those things, dude. Like you think you eighteen seems like such a milestone when you're not eighteen, mm-hmm. right? Like when you're a kid, that's such a huge like. Oh, I'm a fucking adult now, and then you don't think. That like you think you're gonna have it figured out at 18 because mm-hmm. you're an adult now you're you know you can fucking buy cigarettes and you can vote yeah. right like that makes me a fucking adult right um, and why are you shaking your head Jesse? You can't buy
1: cigarettes. It's 21, right?
2: You could <laughs> exactly. back when we turned 18. Back in
1: the
2: 80s. So, but like, there's this. There's the unfortunate part is like somebody that's 18 now Mm -hmm. versus when we turned 18 or like when I turned 18 is that like it's the whole idea of like keeping up with the Joneses and also like the idea of like social media right like you're looking at other 18 year olds doing fucking cool shit or Mm -hmm. like having their best friends around them like traveling doing like crazy stuff and then you feel alone Mm -hmm. because you're comparing the life that you think everybody else is living and you know, like, I I thought I had a bunch of shit figured out at 18, and I had nothing figured out at 18. Nothing at all. Um, and, you know, like, it's just unfortunate that now, like, especially, like, we're... Uh, another thing, too, is that when we were younger, like, we didn't express our emotions. We didn't express feelings like this. Like, we might have all felt that, or I, at least speaking for me, I might have felt that, but I would have never said it out loud. I would have never put it into a public forum or a public place, whereas now it's like, "Hey, we can express these feelings, and nobody's going to give us any answers to this." And that's part of what makes it such a bummer is that people are just going to go like us. Oh, you'll figure it out because you're going to have more time to figure it out. And other people will be like, "Oh, you're stupid. Why do you feel that way?" You know, and that's part of the internet. You know, um, I don't know. Like I, I just. It sucks, but I get the, eight. if I think back, I get the 18 year old mentality of like, I'm fucking done with this because I've gone so long in this world, you know,
3: I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things where, and I think literally everyone in this room for, for, for feeling that way, I think all of us at least had music. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like I wonder with with this with this person, I wonder, you know, how close are they? I've, okay, I okay, mean, I'm. I think I feel like anyone, like especially when they're that age, I feel like they're so close to having something that gives them like purpose. You know, because you know, or giving them you know, like they're so close to like, did you're like you have you have you have up op- you have opportunities you know i don't know where they live whatever but it's like you're really close to meeting that one person that might even change it you know mm-hmm. finding that best friend or yeah. or uh you know or finding that something that thing that you're into or there's something you might find out that you're good at you know and so like when i when i you know had op- have a op- opportunities of conversation with people that are you know this say or even younger you know my things i'm always encouraged' like D- you're like you you still have opportunities in front of you it's so like, much life yeah it's like um someone like this i it, it's just like i want to know what they're i want to know about them like i want to talk to them i want to know like like what does what your day-to-day look like what are your interests you know because like your interests can like and it doesn't sound dramatic but like it's like your interests and your, your things you consider hobbies could be life-saving you know I go back to like us like I feel I feel for myself like super fortunate and like I get scary to think of what my life would be like if I didn't have music for myself oh, and where I would go mentally when I was young because I was a kid I would never tell anyone what I was doing with I struggle with that you know even as an adult it's harder for me to like to share a lot of stuff that'm I'm, I'm feeling and so yeah I just wish that like like with this kid I'm probably I'm, I'm gonna message them but like I want to know like what their what their life is you know just like i feel like everyone is just everyone's on the verge of that one thing that'll get them to the next day that one interest that'll like you know spark something in them and so i don't know i just it was just it's just hard it's always hard to hear someone that young talking about being like dude i'm done i'm i'm over it like things aren't getting things aren't getting better and it's like dude you're 18
4: yeah I think it shows the importance of community like whatever that whatever that means I know it's hard especially if you're you know introverted or you know awkward or whatever but so are lots of other people like Mm -hmm. I I really do feel like there's there's someone for everyone whether that's a relationship or just a community right like Mm -hmm. you know if you're into anime or gaming or whatever it is like just find someone because there has to be like I can't imagine, you know, there might be a lot of people that feel like they're alone in this world, but there's too many of us to be alone. Mm. You know, it just might take, it takes the effort and that's the hard part, I think. But I would yeah, it's, it's always worth finding that, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, just, just to yeah. have that, right? Like, yeah. Mm.
2: <clears throat> well, before we, um, uh, so we're doing things a little backwards on this episode. We're going to end with our mental health check.
3: Oh shit! <laughs> we <laughs> went right
2: past it. But uh, uh, before before we do that, um, I want to say, go ahead and uh, follow the show, like, comment, subscribe, all that jazz uh, at Walking Blind Pod everywhere. Uh, you want to plug your social medias for the podcast and everything?
4: Yeah, mentallythrash.com. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just Growing Punk Pod on Instagram, Twitter, or com. Uh, we have stuff up on youtube check it out if you want if you don't then that's cool too that's the fun part of having this now it's like i don't have to it's like hey if you don't want it that's okay There's- you don't like <laughs> it you don't like it the worst promoter All right,
3: so All
2: right, uh, big dog in the corner you want to plug some social media <laughs> um,
1: oh. <laughs> not you jesse <laughs> not you
2: jesse
4: i'm good <laughs> <laughs> Just plug, like, CNN.com or something. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, um, okay, so Mike said we're doing this backwards. So uh, the whole purpose of this podcast, why we even started it, was uh, we like to, it started with just us checking in on each other, seeing where we were at mentally. And so that's basically what we do. It's a mental health check. We kind of talk about where we're at for the week and whatever, uh, you know, is there anything that we're doing that is either helping us Uh, If we're doing well, what are we doing that's helping us? And if maybe we're not doing so well, maybe what are we doing or what are we ignoring to do uh, that could be helping us? So who
4: wants to go first? Uh, I can start because I've got... um, Yeah, like, so coming down to L.A. or Southern California, like, you're like, this kind of stuff is so life-giving for me. Like, just, you know, I've the last four or five years I've struggled with physical health issues and you know just I'm married I got three kids so life is busy and hectic and you know there's always like needs around and sometimes it's hard to like find things that fill you up and so honestly like this trip you know like we say we were talking back and forth and I was like man like it'd be so sweet to just go like go in person hang out you know you don't get many opportunities to do this kind of thing and I'm really grateful to my wife is supportive about things like that you know for me to be gone for a week it's you know a lot for her to take on yeah. And but it's I mean so life-giving for me like even just this week texting she'll be like hey what are you doing I'm like just recording yeah. hanging out playing music morning till night like mm-hmm. you know it's just awesome getting to just kind of hang out with friends kind of like how it used to be you know like yeah. not really having responsibility staying up later than I normally would or <laughs> you know just like you know it's like oh, I don't have to do this or that or just Know, doing our thing so mm-hmm. yeah for me that has been super good um, mental health just having an outlet to kind of feel free and you know not restrained by or constrained by responsibilities and adulthood so I think yeah, I think it's important for people to do that you know you get so caught up and you know work and yeah like things you need to do right pay your bills and look after your loved ones or whatever but yeah just doing things like do something that just makes you feel like you you know like just Go do something dumb or yeah, you know, not in a bad way, man. but you know, like <laughs> something that just makes you feel like you're young at heart. Maybe yeah. as it is, right? So.
3: Yeah. Uh,
2: I guess I'll go next. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been. Uh, it's work's been a little hectic uh, just because I got a new group of uh, people that come in and and just getting all these new people trained and getting acclimated to new personalities and a bunch of new um having to adjust to new ways of dealing with people. Mm. Uh but um other than that, man, it's it's been kind of nice to you know, we kind of talked about like the studio and how everything's just been so busy and over the like this last weekend um was kind of like the first one of the first weekends that fully like I did nothing. Right? Like you came over on uh Friday mm-hmm. and um we just like were toying with like our zoom setup like trying okay. to figure out what we needed to do to get this ready so that we can start getting guests in via our, zoom
3: our led light that didn't work yeah
2: and then our led light <laughs> that didn't work um so like we were here and it was just kind of like like us fu- like fucking with the zoom stuff led to us just watching and or (laughs) or. (laughs) we were like oh we don't have the cables to do this and then we just started watching star wars Mm -hmm. uh, for like two hours um but it was like and then you know this weekend was just like i really didn't do anything like like we worked for a little bit and then it was just all right i'm just gonna hang out this weekend and then like i was before you guys came over i was like i gotta get a bunch of stuff done i gotta mow the lawn so that the house is presentable and it all cleaned up, and then I, it was just so hot that I was like, ah, "I'm just not gonna the lawn. I Didn't even notice it not mulled,
4: So, <laughs>
2: so um, but yeah, it's just been uh, it, it's kind of nice to just sit back and chill. And then I like I had text Mike today. I was like, so I was looking at uh, the finances, and we need to um, probably not dive directly into building out the fields on wheels just yet. <laughs> we'll take a little break for a little while, uh, you know, but. You know that's that's kind of the next project that I'm eyeing and and kind of stoked to jump into. But you know, we're we're gonna coast a little bit. We'll we'll wait. I'll wait for after we've got the shows coming up. That's been a. I'll talk a little bit more about that once I fully know what's going on with the shows. But that's (laughs) been a (laughs) fucking roller coaster ride too. Um, You know. So yeah, we'll we'll see. Other than that, like other than that, I feel I feel good. Yeah, I feel really good.
3: Uh, I think for me, uh, this week was a little bit of, of, a, I felt like I was like playing catch up a little bit. So, you know, I had the, had uh, went out to Delaware, but, um, but it's been good, man. It, I'm, I feel like I just have, there's just like exciting things going on right now. I feel like podcasts is, you know, there's exciting moving in, moving in here. Um, you know, music is right now. It's just like music is full force right now for yeah. me. Like it's kind of, it's crazy. Like but i love it like my problem is i have a lot of music in my life right now like yeah. it's, i haven't had that problem in a long time yeah. and it's 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 rad you know like i have I have my group chat with the nbr guys and um you know it's just cool to see things in preparation like you know we have even just like the small talk of like we're going to get uh i didn't see this till earlier today about the crewnecks but we have crewnecks that we're going to be printing and you know just getting getting like that that's that kind of stuff has never has never was never really fun for me in the past. Yeah. Like, at all. You yeah. You never. I don't give a shit give <laughs> about any of that stuff. Like, but it's just like it's just cool to see like that coming. Like it's like oh yeah, and 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 just different with like like we're doing it. Martin's printing them. Like Martin, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I don't know. It's just it's just fun. Like these NBR shows, I'm looking forward to because it's you know we we booked them. Like like we it it was us. Like we went we we talked to promoters for this. You know, we're playing in areas that we haven't been in a minute and areas that we kind of, in a lot of ways, were big for MBR and how we started. These are like the first places to really embrace us. So it's kind of exciting to go back. And so it's just, yeah, I just, I mentally, I feel, I feel good because it's, I feel like I've been able to really use a lot of my music outlets. And uh, I'm getting, I'm getting better at jump rope. (laughs) freaking <laughs> finally <laughs> finally finally but um yeah i feel like i'm i'm good
2: Sure, uh, i don't i mean i i don't want to jump the gun prematurely on this but we are also working on some uh we're hoping to have some limited run merch yeah. for walking blind that are actually going to kind of match mike's shoes um you know so interesting that that colorway came into effect <laughs> <laughs> That, that one hurt a little bit You got a little cramp <laughs> <laughs> Oh man uh, Maybe next time Take the shoe off <laughs> yeah, Instead of lifting your leg All the way that's
5: much, that's
2: much We need. Uh, <laughs> can you cut to camera too Jesse So that we can get Mike's full
3: uh, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> uh My, leg. My leg My life That was not Interesting <laughs> whatsoever so yeah (laughs)
2: on that note do you want to do you want to give your mental health check
1: uh sure uh for the most part i'm good um yeah like having aaron come down hang out like doing music not working uh i feel like i'm 19 again you know what i mean yeah (laughs) and then i wake up in the morning and my back reminds me i'm 43 (laughs) Uh, but uh no it's been it's been good i uh like what mike was saying like doing music has always been like no matter what i had going on you know what i mean like music just kind of balances things out for me you know what i mean so yeah i'm lucky to have that too things are good Hell yeah
2: well, dude, thank you guys both for uh, coming and hanging out, man. Um, thank awesome. you. Stoked that we actually got to have you in person. Yeah, yeah man. I know we were like kind of toying with the idea of like doing
4: it through Zoom, yeah, figuring man, it out. this is way better.
2: Um, so yeah, I'm excited, and I'm and I'm also stoked that we were able to fit this many dudes in this little yeah. space. This, this is you know? room for a few more. <clears throat> yeah, mm. and we got. Uh, for what you guys don't see is we've got Martin. You know, we've mentioned him sitting on the floor, and he's <laughs> uh, he just keeps like. Trying to adjust himself, like, but he's there's really no room to move. So he's like, like wrapping an arm around the the uh, tripod.
3: I'm so impressed that he's able to. Be, that he's sitting next. I, I was thinking like, should we get him a chair? Mike's like, no, I probably want to sit. and I was like, there's no way. And then Martin comes in. He's like, I'll just sit. Like, I'll just sit here. I'm like, right, he's right. like, he's like, for an hour. I was like, he'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> Yeah,
5: I,
4: know. I can't
5: feel anything <laughs> Icebox
2: Well on that note uh, We love you guys Thank you guys so much For tuning in uh, We will see you guys Next week Thank you to Aaron Thank you to Ryan Thank, thank you to you. Jesse For uh, running the cameras Thank you for Martin Sitting on the floor Ooh. Thank you Mike thank Thanks you, for Mike. cramping up On show What? <laughs> I don't know Alright guys We love you guys Peace, Peace.